Hello, this is Karen and Tim Titus from Stabbing on the Back Porch, and we are doing our podcast about creativity, paper crafting, and life. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about, I did a whole episode about decluttering. So we're all going on this decluttering journey together, which has been really <laughs> fun. And then... Yes, we have. We also did a podcast sharing some of our tips, kind of a tour through our house, and kind of how we do a lot of repurposing of things for our craft things. Today, we're going to talk about just general ideas of organizing your craft space and including comments that you guys have put in in the Back Porch Stampers. That is the Facebook group that we have. It's free to join, and we have lots of great conversations in there, and we love to hear your ideas over there, too, on whatever we're talking about. <laughs> but I gathered a few tips that made the most sense to me for just general craft organizing. We're all decluttered. You know, where do we go from here? What? Number what, what? You said we're all decluttered. <laughs> we're all decluttered. No, we're not. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think it's. I think <clears throat> it's a lifelong process. I think it is. <laughs> and I think you do layers. We're trying to do our house, but I think you do layers at a time, and then you keep going back <laughs> and doing more. But the same with the craft room. I think that's one thing that's just helpful. But starting gets you in the mood to keep on going. That's right. It's like peel yeah, Tim is actually decluttering books, which has been a really painful thing because <laughs> the joy of collecting them has mm -hmm. been. Immense. Immense. But now that he's come to terms with that he really isn't going to be able to read them since his stroke, and he is, you are limiting now to... Things that I can listen to on Audible and follow along in the book. So he can still mark his book and take notes and go back and see the highlights. And... But, so then there's no reason to have these thousands of books, you know, on his shelf that don't have audible <laughs> books to go with them so but now that you're getting into it you've gone through a few boxes and it actually feels good but it, you know a lot of this is just coming to terms with what do we have time to do you know we've got stuff stored that i always thought would be fun to put on a display someday you know what if they haven't been on display yet they're probably not going to be because whenever we move it's not going bigger <laughs> so karen said all the money that i make selling these books <laughs> I can use for myself, Well, which yeah. will be buying Karen a birthday present. Yeah. No, but turn it back into audible books for for the ones that do have that yeah. and that you want to keep. You know, it just it just makes sense. To, but anyway, that's a nice aside here, but it's like kind of whatever your thing is. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are a crafter and you just dwell in a lot of crafting goodies. <laughs> but, you know, this all pertains to whatever it is that is kind of what, what we like to collect and do it whatever. But um, I love this first tip, just to store what we use frequently in plain sight. Uh, and that's, well, even with your books, you know, you can have a lot of them out of sight, but the ones you're working on, you want. But in crafting, there are certain supplies we use all the time. Our, our scissors, our, um, I see, I can't even think of adhesives, all these things. And you want to have what you use often in glue dots. Plain sight, because it's just very frustrating if you're working on a project and then you have to get up and go to, in my case, it'd be another room to go get something. Um, or send Tim to get it. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I love what Lynn said. She said, get a big round thing with dividers. That's how I describe things. You guys know that. <laughs> it's called a lazy Susan. <laughs> he calls it a lazy Susan. But yeah, and you might get it in the kitchen supply place rather than, it could be either, or crafting things. You know, so much of what we use is all very versatile. But one that pushes around so it can go around to store scissors, stamp cleaner, tools, etc. Makes it easy to grab your tools. 
And I, I'd say uh, any kind of caddy, even if it isn't a lazy Susan, but something that will sit on your desk to corral all, all your stuff and yet have it be really handy. I love what Cheryl said, uh, you know, and I love this idea. She said that her husband made, built her a shelf for her craft table last week. You know, sometimes you see these in pictures or you can get a desk that's ready made that has shelves, but her husband actually made one. He painted it white to match her table and then put it on the table so it's at the far end, but it holds all of the supplies that she reaches for all the time. And I think that's a great idea and it keeps it removed and elevated. Would you ever put a shelf that I built <laughs> Tim, I'd give it a place of honor, but it probably wouldn't go on fall the large table. <laughs> and it'd fall down. And he's not offering to do it either. <laughs> but I love what Susan said. She said, the one thing I think everyone should do before they reorganize their space is to sit in their chair where they work, make a card, and then make a conscious effort to see which of the basic tools and supplies are within easy reach. That's a great way to do it. And, um, and then figure out what you need to have close, what could be further away. Some people even call this about zones, like you want in your first zone, right around you, the things you use all the time. And then there can be a second zone, and then a third could be in the other room or things you have stored away. But like for some of us, if you've got a small space and you can just turn and see all of your ink pads or something, they're all right there, that is just really handy because your ink pads, your cardstock, all your basic things that you use a lot would be just be right there. Karen's first zone is her lap. Yes, it is, because I have my lap tray. She sits, she sits in a lazy boy, and her lap is her first zone. Her second zone mm -hmm. is my chair. Mm -hmm. In the evening, we watch TV. She sits in her lazy boy and doesn't stop working, and I sit and watch TV on a basically a kitchen chair, which is, sits next to her lazy boy. So when I come to sit down in the evening, it is completely filled with her stuff. Zone number two. That's right. And for now, that leads us to tip number two, which is to think mobile, which kind of fits this too, because my lap tray is mobile. My so is kind of what you put on the chair. No. <laughs> but I love that I just keep my basic, whatever my current project is, I have there and I have everything that I need. So I have my glue dots and my adhesive and my snips all right there with my project. And But it's kind of the same if you have one of those... Uh, things, anything with wheels and drawers mm -hmm. that you can pull over to your table and then you can go put it back in its place when you're done. Or you could take it room to room. I know a lot of you use this kind of thing and I think it really makes a lot of sense for your most used and or your current projects. So I think that's just really a great idea because it's still contained, but it is mobile. And taking a step further, I know some people mentioned that they keep a travel bag. You know, if you are someone who takes your crafts along traveling they have you know just even your basic and actually you could have a small i was thinking it loud but you could have a small little not a purse but a fabric kind of container that you would grab in the car and grab and go to that could also sit on your desk but something that holds the basic things that you need so they're just always ready at a moment's notice to go out the door and go craft with someone i think that's really a fun idea i have an idea mm -hmm. repurposing a craftsman Toolbox? Yeah, the one, <laughs> Toolbox, the one yes. on wheels, the big one. Oh, okay. That rolls around the garage. Did you or, ever have one of those? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but you could. Yeah, get but one. you could. And you could do something like that. Keep it clean, put it in the house, fill it full of. Yes. Scissors. Right? Scissors. Scissors for every occasion. <laughs> Tip number three use the wall for storage. 
I know we do that. When you open the door into our house, behind the door, there's like a five inch space between the wall and the shelves. I put spice racks hanging on the wall and those are for my ink refills. And your yardsticks. And yardsticks. <laughs> and even think behind the door anyway, especially if it's an out of the way door, you can hang a lot of things over your door or attach to the back of your door that will hold storage. Mm -hmm. I have on those shelves, and this would also work for a wall, I, I attached it right to the the outside of my shelves because there's space there for all my ribbons. I'm using what you would get for plastic wrap and stuff you get at the kitchen store. It's just another, not meant to be out visually, but it's visually pleasing when you've got your ribbons right at hand. <laughs> and I know in the Backport Stampers, people are sharing pictures of all kinds of different ideas for ribbon storage that they had um, using like gutters dolls. gutters oh. and dowels all kinds of things and then attached right to the walls there's a lot of really cool ribbon storage ideas but if you use the wall it i think it can look really attractive and it can use that space and it kind of breaks up just from having all shelves so i think it's just a fun idea to think of unusual unused spaces and even like the little nooks and crannies like the spice racks that we have up that's just making use of just a really a little dead space so and make it pretty as well. Tip number three is to use uh, clear containers or pretty cloth bins, whatever you like to put on your shelves to look good. You know, the clear is so great because you can see what's in them. It keeps you really organized. And if you use the cloth, labeling, and that's the next tip too, is the way to go. Just label things. Have you seen those lovely craft rooms where we have all these baskets? And they all have a label on what they are. So whether you hand stamp them and put them on or you use a labeler, I think that is both efficient and beautiful. And then you know what's inside. Uh, you can also use things like the glass jars or plastic see-through jars, things that could hold ribbons or um, washi tape. I know. Mm -hmm. I know a glass jar full of buttons. Yeah. That you you collected when you were a kid. I have a whole jar of buttons from the 1960s <laughs> that were collected from clothes that were donated. It was this big thing. You had button drop off. I don't even remember what the deal Why? was in the 60s, but it was at my dad's store. So the buttons are probably older than the 60s if they were cut off of clothes. But I have a whole jar that I love, have always loved to have. And, you know, I had a book about grandma's button jar, you know, how you can just sit and play with idea. buttons, you know. I bet it was a post-World War II mentality that you collected those you recycled them i don't know i don't know uh, yeah. you know I, I have to look that up the history of that you know somebody on here might know that but i love my jar buttons and they just look so pretty in their glass jar but you could do that with a lot of your different different um, crafting things my biggest tip on any of these ideas is to leave some extra space it's just something i'm trying to learn in general as i declutter the rest of my house if you have more space left over not only is it easy to rummage through and find what you want and she just said my house yes it's, it's <laughs> well it's my craft house it's your kitchen and everything else but you also have space to add things so you if you add something it's not going to have to just sit somewhere else until you find a place for it i love that i love that idea so um and then i asked a couple of specific things like how do you organize your stamps that was one by far, most people sort by categories, like masculine, flowers, birthday, different holidays. Carolyn, I'd never heard this one, organizes her stamps by color code strips of cardstock that she puts on the cases. So she'll put blue strips for men, um, 
you know, different colors mean something different. So when she goes to her shelf, she knows exactly what kind of a theme it is, which is really interesting. She also uses the narrow stamp set cases. She puts two stamps in there. I don't know how she puts the words on the outside, but just to save space. So it's interesting, the ideas people come up with. Uh, several people organize, they have a notebook, so they just keep track of everything they own. Of course, if I had a notebook, I'd still have to know from the notebook where to find that particular stamp set. But um, a lot And of, where the notebook is. And where the notebook is. And a lot of people organize alphabetically, and I always think that is a great idea, except I'm terrible at remembering the names of stamp sets, so, <laughs> so I'm not sure. So it's just really fun to hear all that. Uh, Joan actually uses Evernote to organize all of her stamps and craft stuff. Says it's worth it in the long run, and uh, I don't think I'm ready for that. I tried Evernote, um, but I, I, I'm I'm not ready. She hasn't even tried notes. <laughs> I haven't even learned notes. <laughs> Let alone Evernote. The friend was over and was wanting me to check something. He says, "Well, you have it on your notes, don't you?" I don't even know where notes is. So <laughs> anyway, we work. But and I love Jenny Jenny's comment. She said, "Maybe it would work to simply pull all a set out, and then create a card from that set, kind of living on the edge." Okay, that that could be my kind of solution. That sounds like something I would say and do. <laughs> the next topic was organizing papers. That seemed to be a big one. And, you know, we have our papers in. It's one of those mail sorter bin things that you can get uh, that I've had for many, many years. But by far, the most popular response we got was filing cabinets, where you put a color in each filing thing, and then your scraps can go right in the front of that. And people use that's the like the taller filing cabinets or even milk crates with the hanging folders, anything that would hang like that. Next most popular was using magazine holders turned on their sides. So I think that was a, a good idea. Karen said that when she gets new cardstock, she only cuts away the top third of the plastic wrap, and then she has room to put the scraps in front. And she puts those packages vertically in magazine holders on her shelf. I thought that was interesting. That's good. Because I hadn't heard that. And um, and several people talked about, which I think is a great idea. When you, your most common colors, and say particularly white, maybe some vanilla, and your other most popular colors that you want to have prepared. Or red. And I do that, that you want to have prepared for card bases that you've already cut, scored, and folded. Put those in a basket so when you're making cards, you can easily pull out a card base to go with that. So I thought that was a great idea. And other things for scraps, you know, like I mentioned, some people put them in with their paper. Mary says her tiny scraps, like a half inch or less, she puts in a coffee cup right on her table because she uses those for sentiments, scraps. And she puts her white scraps in a bin next to her paper cutter. That would make a lot of sense, or next to your cutting machine, because I know I, I, we just go through lots and lots of white, white cards. Other people just keep them in a basket or in stacking drawers. Yolanda puts hers in plastic bags and then lines those up in a shoebox. Uh, and most people were saying that they try to check their scraps then first before they cut into a large piece of paper. Anne has two shoe boxes with paper broken into colors, and then she has her granddaughter help put the scraps into the two boxes. I love that idea. You know, a child of any age could enjoy doing that. And then I wanted to end with this comment by Susan. I really like this idea. She says, every few months, weed out your scrap paper. Plan to do cards with it every quarter. Use up that paper, send out the cards, make it a habit, and it helps you just keep purging on an ongoing basis. 
So I think those are just some fun tips to get us started. We'd love to hear more tips from you. So come on over and join us in the Backport Stampers. So I know this is a topic we will visit time and time again. We Thanks will. for spending this time with us. Goodbye. <laughs>